0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the
1: official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never
2: been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Responsible for Rick Stansberry's existence on this Memphis staff. It ain't Mm -hmm. Rick Stansberry. He doesn't just get to volunteer and put himself on the staff. He's got to be hired, so that's yet another case for Penny. You know, you get credit for the hires that you make. So I would just say that. No, I'm I'm, any-
3: I'm glad you made I'm glad you make that point because that's the other that's the other part of this too is that I realize nil is a huge component of this, and Stansberry has helped you streamline that process. And in particular, I think it's it's too like with guys like. Naquan Tomlin, okay, how do we, you know, he's he's got, you know, what what Stansberry's great, okay, he's graduating here, we can move in there, like, he helps you, with. but it's Penny Hardaway these guys came to play for. And I, you know what I'm saying? And, and I yeah. realize NIL's a component of that, but you hear all of them, too, talking about how Penny Hardaway's going to get me ready for the NBA and look at the track record. And, again, we've seen it in the in every offseason, and, again, sometimes with players outside of his program. Uh, we keep going back to the, uh, you know, Quentin Grimes uh, 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 example, but but also your boy R.J. Hampton, all of that. Like, Penny helps get guys the NBA. So if you're sitting here with Stansbury and all the NIL, but sitting here at, at a Memphis program that's never made the tournament where he's not getting guys the NBA, they're not here. I, I'm, with, I'm glad you make the point. Rick Stansbury has helped you in terms of acquiring some of these guys and streamlining your NIL process, but they're here because of Penny Hardaway. That, that's yep. the bottom line. And Penny, These are Penny Hardaway's players that he, that he went and got, and it's Penny Hardaway that we're saying is the king of the transfer portal. Has that been helped by the addition of Stansberry? Yes. And John, you made the point. Who goes out and hires Rick Stansbury? Penny Hardaway. So I, it's a, you know, I, I'm glad you, 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 you make the point that, you know, there, there's a difference there between, you know, giving Rick Stansbury the credit, like it sounds like Jeff's doing for bringing in all these guys and the fact that, uh, you know, frankly, it's all under the umbrella of Penny Hardaway, and these guys would not be here if he's not the head coach. Even if you had the NIL, and even if I think if you've got Rick Stansbury in the head coaching position, or for whatever reason he's come up from West Kentucky where he never made a tournament, uh, it's not the same if Penny Hardaway isn't the head coach. So I think you're absolutely right and right to make that point.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm here to do that. I'm here to. Man, sort Penny, of offer yeah, to the- I tell you
3: what, you you keep doing this, John Penny, going to come back on your show. You keep going to the hill like this. Uh, what you're doing when they're disrespected or when Goodman's got the uh, the wrong? You keep doing that. Pinning gonna be back on your show this week or next. You keep it up. A lot buddy. of
2: people. A lot of people said Jason Pinning never come on our show. That's nah, what they said. Nah. Well, that's what they said. What now, they tell said. Him,
3: now, now you're going to have to be honest with you, Penny and tell him about your defensive concerns that you like to start off these breakdowns be. with right now, right? It needs to be right at the top of your list, buddy. Not the 112. It needs to be. You need to be asking Penny about this. Uh, according to you, shoddy defense. We're going to start. Right, there with, we're going to lead off with it. But, but <laughs> I think I think uh, the way that you have put Goodman back in his place, I, I, I do. I think you've got a good shot to get Penny back. You you keep up that kind of work,
2: buddy. Well, I, I take my my, my this, this little corner that I've kind of a car for myself in the national media I take it very seriously when it comes to what people say about Memphis because um you know obviously I don't think we have a lot of advocates in the national college basketball media space you know GP obviously is 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 one of them but he has sort of said on multiple occasions <clears throat> when he worked here that he's sensitive about that right like he's admitted that and I am not I am not sensitive about that at all Um, You know, everybody knows that I'm going to defend Memphis, you know, if I have to, you know, at the end of the day. And and um, when people are misinformed uh, or uninformed or ignorant, I don't even mean those things like maliciously, like sometimes like people can't pay attention to every little thing. But I would say to those people now, your excuses are are over. This is a top 10 Basketball team, you should devote the same amount of attention to this Memphis basketball team that you devote to Arizona, that you devote to Houston, that you devote to Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina. I mean, and Arizona's not even top 10 anymore. Um, But but you you should be able to speak intelligently about this Memphis basketball team now because they are here. This isn't November 18th. Okay, they're not not ranked. They're here. They're top 10. So my patience for your excuses on maybe not understanding the dynamics uh, is running pretty thin. But I'm going to continue to hold people accountable, Jason. That's what we said we're going to do in 2024. And we're not going to slow down 15 days in, man. So um, just stay tuned. Been a great day on the show. Memphis in the top 10 for the first time since November 2021. They come home with a game against South Florida on Thursday. No reason to believe. They can't keep it rolling. Uh, and shout out to T.O. for the nod there uh, on uh, on Penny Hardaway being coach of the year. Nice to see for sure. All right, we'll come back. Got Respect Burgers, and then Jason Fitz is going to join us at 125. Talk all things NFL playoffs with him. Cowboys, Raiders, coaching searches, you name it. All that and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I just ran a
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect. Impress
2: them on the third date guacamole?
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: ESPN. We live Group at the Real Estate Agency.
0: Is here to help you
2: rain, snow, sleet, or shine. They are here to be your team. You're looking to buy or sell a home? That's the team you need to get with. They can turn situations that feel hopeless into great situations. Help you get some equity, build that equity up in your home. Help you get more money for your home than you ever imagined. But you got to take that first step. You got to reach out. Best way to do that, at least one of the best ways to do that, sold at LiveLoveMemphis.com.
3: Or you can call them, 901-625-5200. Again, that number, 901-625-5200. It's a number I just recently gave to my brother who is looking to sell his Cordova home. I hope he's serious because Jennifer Carsonson sure serious. Uh, you'll know that the moment you're on the phone with her. Uh, she helped me out five years ago. A situation I thought I'd never be able to get out of. Jennifer came in and made it easy, uh, got my home sold uh, in less than a week. And that was back in a much different market. But whatever market it is, uh, she's going to handle it for you, and if you'd like her to find that dream home for you as well, she'll do she'll do it for you on that side as well. So 901-625-5200 is the number. They've expanded their business to Nashville as well now, so it's Shelby County, it's DeSoto County, it's Nashville. So Live Love Memphis, Live Love Nash, Live Love DeSoto Teams at the Real Estate Agency. All right, every day, well, uh, on Mondays around this time, I get on my big green egg. Even in the snow, I pat out burgers, and then I season them with respect in a world full of disrespect. We'll do that now. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show, Respect Burgers. Sizzling find out what it means to me. Sizzlin respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. I don't know that anybody is disrespecting the Memphis Tigers now. Maybe, say, for uh, for, for Jeff Goodman, as we just talked about last segment, maybe want to give a little bit too much of the credit at least according to my partner, uh, for the Tigers' success to one Rick Stansberry. Uh, Obviously, Jeff Goodman talking about Rick Stansberry's uh, contributions in helping Penny Hardaway bring this team together. One thing I I will, we can respect, and I will give the Tigers respect for Burger 4, is their explosiveness. Do you realize, John Martin, that coming off that 112-86 win over Wichita State yesterday, a second half, really, that was a glorious Uh, just in terms of how connected the Tigers were offensively. And then, you know, at times, and for stretches, and certainly better than the first half, defensively. Memphis, listen to me. The last three halves of regulation basketball, so take out the the OT against UTSA, where Memphis obviously took control of that game. The last three halves of regulation basketball, they've scored 59, 49, and 63 points. Um, they also hit a pro yeah, fifty nine, forty nine on sixty three. And I'll tell you where that stacks up, sort of this high scoring Memphis team now in terms of the rest of college basketball. But yesterday I think we touched on it, the program record for three pointers, nineteen of them. The hundred put scoring output for the second game in a row was the first time since nineteen eighty six that they've scored a hundred plus points in back to back games. Again, that was Larry Finch's first season. The one twelve they scored yesterday was the first time the Shockers, Wichita State, had allowed over 100 points, 100 or more, since 1972. And for the game, Memphis, we know what they did from three, 19 of 30. That's a 63% clip. But the 64.7% clip that they shot overall, according to the uh, Memphis basketball program, uh, or at least according to uh, the SID, it's the fourth highest clip in program history. That's the fourth best shooting effort in program history and the best since 1986. So you really got to go back in the yeah. Tigers media guide and really got to go back some decades to find this kind of, you know, offensive production, this kind of potency, this kind of explosiveness. Uh, we said that uh, the Tigers have now won 10 straight games, and that is the fourth longest winning streak in the country. Uh, it's the best start at 15 and two since that 07, 08 team that Cal had that started 17 and oh here's another uh side of of memphis and and sort of what they've done here uh particularly offensively they've scored 77 or more points in 11 of their last 13 games and in 13 of the 17 overall again that's 77 or more And uh, frankly with what they've done the last two games going over 100 you look at that 77 mark and say you know that 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 feels pedestrian for this team but again that's that's, 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 that's really just the baseline at 77 points, what they do regularly. The only games they didn't hit at least the 77-point mark were in that 70-55 win at Mizzou, the second game of the season, the 71-67 win over Michigan in the Battle for Atlantis opener, the 79-63 championship game lost to Villanova in the Battle for Atlantis, and then against SMU a couple Sundays ago, uh, they get the 62-59 win. They're 3-1 in the games they haven't scored 77 in 12 and one and the 13 games that they've gone 77 or more. The only game they lost where they hit that 77 mark uh, was that loss to Ole miss 80, 77 down on December 17th. That puts them. What does this all mean? Jason, in terms of all these lofty uh, offensive numbers that you're throwing at us, they're 39th in the country, John in scoring at 81.6 points per game. Now, So that's what I'm saying. That 77 is really just the, the baseline. They are 39th in the country. Yes, well, who's on top? Um, it's funny. Joshua Holloway and Samford Fool are scoring 91 and a half. To go to some more teams we know, <laughs> Arizona, Kentucky, Alabama, Tulane, you're not even the highest in your conference yet. Tulane's averaging 87 points. But that's the thing about these Tigers is that we've seen, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, maybe this isn't even you're, you're only scratching the surface in terms of offensive potency because of, um, you know, you're still working in Naquan Tomlin. You're still finding out things about yourself. Uh, yesterday, here, here's the thing I think that's, you know, when you look at Memphis offensively, the reason there's, there you, you should have sort of this, uh, you should have this optimism. We We touched on, John, this isn't a two-man show like it was last year. Um, you had six players finish in double figures led by uh, Quinterly's uh, 23 points in that game, Jaquan Walton also had 23. That's the thing is that it can come from four or five different sources. And, you know, as well as you're shooting the three, you're 60th in the country, about 36%. It's not a team that's reliant on the three pointer. You know, it's not it's not it's not live or die by it in that sense. We've yeah. seen some games where Memphis has struggled from the three point line and yet found a way to win. So, uh, when you add it all up, it's clearly one of the most explosive offensive teams we've seen around here in a long time, but um, you know, John's right. Defensively there are some concerns, but if Memphis can be this elite offensively with an offense that again Last uh, yesterday, he scored 31 points off 18 turnovers, turnovers that could still turn. Maybe it's not as suffocating. Clearly, it's not as previous Penny Hardaway defenses have been. But if you can put an elite offense, John, with a a solid to good defense, um, you've got all the components, man, for a deep run. We're again, this uh, this Memphis team is showing us things that we didn't think it was capable of and seems to be getting better. And uh, oh, by the way, I mean, David Jones, two points in the first half. Seventeen in the second. Like even even in all this, where you've got four or five guys that can do you, he's still getting his and leading this team in scoring. Um, It's so much different in terms of uh, dimensionally what how this team can hurt you from last season's team, and it's one of the reasons why this explosiveness is uh, one of the big reasons why I think you should feel great about where this Memphis team is and where it could still go. All right, moving on. Uh, I know our man Ahmad Ali will be proud of this one. I got to give a respect burger. I can't, John. I can't give any more. To C.J. Stroud, he's barred just because I've given him so many. And, I mean, you could you could easily give him one again this week. If My NFL team this week that I'm going to give the respect burger to is, no, not your Green Bay Packers, and that was impressive. I'm going to give it to these new Detroit Lions. Respect. Won their first playoff uh, game in 32 years, 24-23, over Matthew Stafford. And even if you don't like Jared Goff, and I don't uh, as a Bears fan, there just ain't much to like with Goff. In terms of the personality, uh, in terms of what he's accomplished to this point in his career on the field, you had to still feel good for him. Even me, as a Bears fan, could yesterday that he was the guy that the Rams didn't want, the guy that uh, that was keeping the Rams from winning a Super Bowl. Right? And you go out, you trade him to Detroit, you take back Matthew Stafford, and then Stafford goes on and wins the Super Bowl. And for Jared Goff, it's a validation for the Rams, right? That 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 you weren't the guy. And so, if you're thinking about it, you, you know, through the lens of Jared Goff, man, that, that's a tough spot to be. And the only thing you can do is, is control the controllables, which is your performance and and sort of the franchise that you're with. Well, you know, it, much to uh, uh, much to his, uh, you know, uh, uh, you get a coach in there uh, that knows how to put together a physical. You know, dominant uh, at times, front line, offensively and defensively. That's where he's Dan Campbell's boosted them the most, is up front. And you you finally get a formula together uh, that can at least put you in a position where you go back and you hand the team that traded you off, you know, a loss in the playoffs. So I don't know that this proves that Detroit, you know, uh, um, uh, is here to stay or anything else. I think, especially when you look at that Green Bay team, the way it's set up, how young it is in terms of future years, like Detroit and and and. And staying at the top of this division is no promise. But what I do know is that this year, I mean, obviously, uh, Dan Campbell's got them in a spot where uh, they proved themselves yesterday with that win over the Rams. And I tell you, Stafford was hell-bent on beating them uh, with the way he was throwing that ball around. But i got to give the Detroit Lions, uh, who are going to host another playoff game uh, next week because of Dallas losing, got to give them a respect burger. David Montgomery, the former Bear, he scored. Jameer Gibbs got in the end zone as well. And then St. Brown. Uh, going seven receptions for 110 yards. Shout out to the Detroit fans, particularly with long-awaited, you know, a a win, an opportunity like that. Uh, they get it. Detroit uh, moves on in the playoffs. And and like we said, a, a special congratulations to our, uh, to our listener, Ahmad Ali, longtime Detroit fan. I got a couple of have kind of – Detroit fans have sort of started to come back out of the woodwork here. So um, I'm seeing a few more out here. They were rewarded yesterday. All right, moving on, back here at home. Maya Jones, the former University of Memphis women's soccer standout that was so instrumental uh, uh, with what they've done the last couple of years in the postseason, the deep runs in the NCAA tournament, she was selected uh, to the San Diego Wave in the third round of the uh, 2024 National Women's Soccer League draft. She's the first Tiger ever drafted into the National Women's Soccer League, so you've got to give her a respect, burger for that. We gave that team... And Maya respect uh, burgers all season long. Again, with what they accomplished uh, these past, uh, particularly these past two years, in particular. she finished her Tigers' career with 26 goals, 27 assists, and 93 matches played. Uh, she was phenomenal, and being a USCA All South Region first team selection, she was everything for the Memphis Tigers offensive player of the year as well. But a shout out to Maya Jones for getting drafted. Remember that Tiger team going 20 and two. Uh, first women's team in conference to finish the regular season without a blemish, and then she gets drafted, uh, starting her professional career. So a shout out to her, respect burger to Maya Jones, and again for her contributions to uh, the University of Memphis women's soccer program. Moving on here locally, respect dipping, da- dipping down, wiped into the preps world. I gotta give. Uh, last Monday, he was uh, in Nashville to accept this award. Uh, Whitehaven football coach Rodney Salisbury. That name be very familiar. Uh, to anybody who's covered preps or, or followed the preps around here, longtime long-time Whitehaven football coach was awarded the American Football Coaches Association Power of Influence Award. Last Monday in Nashville, prestigious honor, was a finalist for the award last year. The Power of Influence Award is given to a coach Uh, to recognize the impact, not just on the team uh, and the program, the legacy they leave with the school and then the surrounding community. And Salisbury, uh, as much winning as he's done on the field over at Whitehaven, um, he's done some huge things off of it. He's co-founder of the Minority Coaches Association of Tennessee. Uh, In 2020, uh, he co-founded that organization to help high school, college, professional coaching uh, in Tennessee get job opportunities. He's done so much for that Whitehaven community. And just to see a guy that, you know, I'd covered one state titles in 2012, 16 overall, he's 183 and 53 get an honor, a national honor like that. I thought I thought was something we should definitely bring attention to here locally. I don't know. You know, uh, again, um, giving guys flowers while they're still at it. You know, something that uh, John and I have uh, strived to do uh, while we've been on the air. And Rodney Salisbury certainly deserves that. Don't want to wait till he's gone uh, to be singing his praises over at White Whitehaven. And then finally, a little bit different, and, and John, you, you won't be expecting this one. Um, I, a, I want to give this respect, burger posthumously. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't think I've ever said it. I've typed it out. To one Irma Roberts. And, John, you may remember the name um, but may not remember um, – uh, uh, who she was. She was the White Station librarian from 1963 to 1986. Many of you all may remember her because the commercial appeal a couple of years ago, when she turned 100, did a story on her. Ryan Poe, uh, former CA reporter, did a fantastic story on Huge, huge Tigers fan. It wasn't a, a, a had met Penny, taken pictures with him, attended games. Um, she passed away at 102 years old this past, uh, this past month in December, and they had a celebration of her life this past weekend. Her family, John, and her former students at White Station mentioned that she was there from 63 to 86. They have been trying to uh, raise money for renovations to the White Station Library and they're hoping to rename it in her honor. Now the goal in terms of what it's gonna to take to rebuild, I mean it's probably uh unrealistic in terms of everything they need, but every little bit they've been able to uh, to, to raise so far is gonna be able to be used on some smaller uh improvements, those kinds of things and they're just hoping again that uh uh, with everything that Irma meant to the school, uh, that they can raise a few more funds. I'm going to, after we get off today, put the link out today. But but uh, she graduated from Whitehaven High School, 1938. Uh, she ended up getting a divorce in the 50s and raising two kids on her own, John, while going back to school to Memphis State after 16 years of marriage. Now she's a single mom raising a son and a daughter. She goes back to school to try to fill, as Ryan Pope put it in a story a couple of years ago, uh, had a lifelong dream of becoming a teacher ended up going on to teach a few years at Bethel Grove elementary before she moved on to white station in 63. And we talk about on this Martin Luther King junior day, you know, how, how much MLK was about service, uh, right? And being a servant, uh, that's all that, 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 that Irma Roberts ever was. And so, uh, again, a respect burger, uh, in her honor and her family and her former students honor that are trying to get the the white station library renamed for her, um, she was everything in terms of service and to the students that she did serve. They called her Reebok, John, because she always had a, a different colored pair of Reeboks on. That became her thing at White Station, uh, back in the day. Uh, she'll truly be missed. Again, had a celebration of life over this past weekend. We lost her, uh, in December, uh, but a respect burger again to, to her, to her family, uh, and to those servants that, the, to those students that, that she served for a couple of decades over at White Station. Those are the five respect well burgers for this Monday
2: yeah man glad uh glad you said that glad you did that <clears throat> and uh hope uh hope that we can get the things that uh you know that we need to to get that uh get those renovations done and update for sure libraries are absolutely some of the most sacred places um in our country for sure that that uh you know unfortunately are used a little bit less and less but man just the you know the wonder and the imagination and the creativity that all the things in a library can perhaps spur uh and and create uh is definitely worth preserving um you know as somebody who you know when i was a kid way before i was you know a career guy with kids of his own i used to and i'm sure you were the same way used to absolutely um you know lose myself in books and obviously anyone who uh has a passion for that like like uh miss roberts did uh certainly appreciate that and her 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 impact I know uh is felt um to this day. So hopefully again can get that uh get all those things done uh for uh for White Station. All right. Uh look, where this segment goes, gotta give it disrespect dog. And um I know a lot of people probably saw the, the story about the Bills and the fans uh coming together and shoveling the snow together and that was funny and cute. Not me. Um, I think it's an I think it's embarrassing. I think it should be embarrassing for the Buffalo Bills. I think it should be embarrassing for the NFL. And I think it should be embarrassing for the owner, Terry Pagula. The idea that he is having to resort to paying fans $20 an hour to come snubble show, shovel snow, rather than hiring and contracting an actual professional company and paying real money. Uh, to get this situation rectified is it's such an NFL move. It hurts. This is a franchise worth $3 billion. It's oh, wow. a, it's a, it's a its a league worth, t- you know, billions and billions and billions of dollars. Um, and we're paying civilians, $20 an hour, not even giving them game tickets, by the way, we're just paying them $20 an hour to come shovel snow. Um, I think that's embarrassing. I really do. I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's funny. Um, I think it's 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 shameful, quite quite frankly, that we're not we're not spending the the, the money to actually have it done professionally. <laughs> I mean it's just it's just it's just insane to me. So Buffalo Bills organization and the NFL by extension, you guys are getting a disrespect dog for uh for not doing what you're supposed to do and, mm, and, and that, shelling out the dollars that it should be, that, you know, to get that, that done.
3: Does that mean you're gonna be pulling against them tonight, though?
2: No. no. Uh Not necessarily, but I just think, uh, I just think they're, that's a, that's a cheap way to run a business, you know? Um, and I guess that's part of it, but like, if you're worried about the conditions and the, and the, you know, being able to logistically hold an event, then you should probably be willing to pay a professional or a group of professionals, you know, to do that. Um, or more than $20 to civilians. Come on, man. I mean, this is a joke. It's crazy. No, no, I'm with you. It
3: does seem like a cheap way out. And real quickly before we get to Jason Fitz, uh, tell me we've, we've got two games tonight. Where are we in the J and J pick against the spread challenge in terms of going into tonight's two games? Remember uh, that we you are three you know.
2: and one, and okay. I am two and two. The Rams Lions uh, Rams lost, but cover was a swing in the in the uh, in the uh, early proceedings. I, I didn't. I just didn't know if if all you were
3: going to talk about was was Green Bay's win that you that you picked or if you were going to give the people the actual record here through four games and what we've got left. I, pre- Guys, I appreciate you cutting games, a, cutting out games. a little respect burger for me there. We're four you games You got out through, to a nice I
2: start. I believe we are on opposite sides of this. You have Bills, right?
3: Uh yes, I have Bills. You have Pittsburgh, I, correct?
2: I have Pittsburgh and then and we're on and the
3: same uh, side with Tampa Bucks. So, okay, so you can you can only tie at this point. Good luck. I can good only luck. tie
2: through week through week one, but there's the divisional and the conference and then the Super Bowl. So you're you know, this was a playoff challenge. You know, you're trying to eject after four games. Little you know, disappointed that it.
3: the little disappointed that the expert put so much stock in Flacco and that let Browns team defense good at home one. That Not, was a tough one.
2: Yeah you you're you're our expert here on the show a little that was disappointed. that was my worst read of the weekend but i think i made up for it by not not just saying packers plus seven and a half i did say packers, packers money line on
3: the line time. yes you are and we are well aware and you've reminded of us of it about 30 times so we appreciate good, good, good luck to you tonight with your pittsburgh steelers what what did you have that line what did you have it at
2: when we did uh, it i think it was I think we'll just use consent to say 10 right
3: we'll say 10 okay yeah good luck
2: to so. you my friend Okay, buddy. Well, look, we're gonna come back, take a take a break, talk to Jason Fitz. uh, Hopefully, about the NFL playoffs and more. Stick around, Jason and John. How do you turn to fit? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New
0: iPhone 15s?
2: Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five
0: bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch
2: ESPN. Now we're back. Jason and John on Detroit FM, ESPN, and as promised, every Monday around this time, we're joined by the great Jason Fitz. Catch him on Yahoo Sports, catch him on Fox Sports Radio, and he joins us now. Fitz, uh, is any part of you surprised that uh, we haven't heard officially about Mike McCarthy's job status yet? Uh,
1: you know, here's the funny thing. No, based on the result yesterday. But I do think we have to acknowledge, like, Jerry Jones isn't who Jerry Jones is often painted out to be, right? How many years in a row did we hear, oh, Jason Garrett is gone. We heard, oh, Zeke is never going to get the contract done. We heard, oh, they're never going to do everything with Dak. And, like, Jerry Jones is a far more patient and methodical owner than he gets credit for being because of what he did in the 80s and 90s, right? Like, that's not who he is today. So I'm not surprised that he's being at least methodical in this approach. That being said, I think if the Cowboys lost the game, it wouldn't have been a big deal. The Cowboys getting their butts kicked into the game makes you rethink absolutely everything. You can't lose that way in the playoffs.
3: And so what's the right direction if they do decide to move on with McCarthy? And I'll, and I'll just start right with it, Fitzy. Would Would Bill Belichick be a good fit in Dallas?
1: He'd be a spectacular fit in Dallas because... It's a win-win for everybody. Chris Canny said this morning on the ESPN radio morning show, he said the Cowboys are soft. Well, you're never soft under Belichick. We all know that, right? So uh, if you're Belichick, you want those 14 wins to get to the all-time top of the list. Uh, You've got the best roster you're ever going to look at right there for an incoming coach. you got a quarterback. you got the the receivers, the weapons. You need a little bit of help, particularly the running back maybe. You need some help in a couple of places defensively, but – all in all, if you were playing Madden and you pulled up the Cowboys, you wouldn't be bad. And like You wouldn't be bummed you got that team, right? So I think it's a good fit for Belichick, and I think he could instill the discipline that the team, the organization seems to be lacking. Maybe he could help sort of tweak the fact that they seem to be so country club at times behind the scenes from multiple people I know that cover the team. They've described it as country club. Belichick fixes that.
2: Um. In terms of the other um, games from this weekend, Fitz, <clears throat> I know we have a couple today, but um, outside of Packers-Cowboys, which which was most surprising to you? Was it just the way that the Texans took down the Browns as a you know rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator in terms of play calling? Was that the result that was most surprising outside of Packers-Cowboys?
1: In some ways, yes. And I think you just summarized what was great about that team, by the way. But I'm also, y'all, like, I, I think we're letting Mike McDaniel off the hook way too easy for the way mm-hmm. the Dolphins looked on, on in that game in Kansas City. And here's the big stat I keep giving people is understand that the Dolphins ran the, the ball less as a team than Isaiah Pacheco did as an individual, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so what we saw was Andy Reid said, okay, I need to veer what I'm doing because of the weather. Why did McDaniel not do that? Why, why on third and two late in the game when it's still a close game at that point is McDaniel calling some sort of outside bubble screen to the wide receiver or to the running back? I'm sorry. Instead of just handing the ball off, he had two plays to get two yards, and he got cute with it. I, I, I don't understand the play calling at all for the Dolphins. So I think while we're sitting here and everybody's piling on to Tua, is he the right answer all these things? I, I think there's a really fair question. If Mike McDaniel had a, you know, the Cowboys star in his helmet – he wouldn't be escaping the level of scrutiny that it seems to me he's escaping. I don't think he was good enough as a play caller in that game at all.
3: Yeah. I, I, John and I were discussing that, the Tua part of this. And John's got his doubts, and, and I think that's perfectly fair. But I, I, I think they've got more of a, to the point you're making, more of a coaching or, and, and injuries were a part of this, a, a, a personnel issues than they do a Tua issue. Just how high on the list would you put two? in the, I mean, I mean, do you, do you assume that he's going to get paid and he's the franchise quarterback going forward? No, well, look, I don't think is the problem
1: uh, for them this year. I okay. think Tua was more the solution than the problem. But that being said, no, I ain't paying him yet. Like, I got the 50-year option and I can franchise him. I want to see it. Like, I still think we got to acknowledge the injuries from last year. And then I think we do have to acknowledge – guys, I think we sort of, as a society – We've started the wrong conversation at the quarterback position. We always think we, that now you need this athlete, this whatever. I don't, I don't think it's that. I think what you need at the quarterback is somebody that can, A, execute the offense, which Tua can do, and then, B, can save the offense seven or eight times in a game with a great play. That's what we saw the Holmes do, not just with his arm, also with his legs. That's what Tua was incapable of doing. So I think it's, it's a combination of those two. It's not just an athletic quarterback. It's a guy that can make plays on schedule and then save the offense when it needs to. Tua needs to show he's going to take that step if he's going to be a $50 million guy. And and right now we haven't seen that from him. So uh, watching Tua try to get to the second read was painful at times. Watching that Miami offense, it just seemed misguided at times. So part of that's on Tua. But, man, I I just don't think that the Dolphins have the right pieces in place.
3: Okay. Real quick, John, before you get to your nuts, I want to ask you, uh, Fifty, if Philly – Goes out and falls on its face tonight in a way that Dallas did. Would you? Would you? Uh, how closely would you look at Nick Sirianni and replacing him? Would you? Or I, uh, not at all.
1: I okay. wouldn't even three playoff appearances in three years. Like, yeah, this thing has gone awry. They need new it's coordinators, different. and the defense has been bad. But man, I don't know. Like y'all, like what? What world do we live? This isn't the NBA. You don't fire coaches that are consistently making the playoffs unless you're the Cowboys and you're just like, you're Jerry Jones, you're later in life, and you are trying to make one stab at getting a Super Bowl, like, there is no chance I'd be looking at Sirianni, even if the Eagles lose tonight.
2: Uh, And then last thing, Fitz, we're kind of up against it because it's been a a wild day here on the show, but uh, Raiders going to just go with AP? Is that sort of the the leader in the clubhouse right now, that thinking?
1: Yeah, and I think if they don't, I think there's a mass exodus of players. That's very real. Max Crosby Hmm. will want out. Devontae Adams will want out, and you will go into complete rebuild mode. I don't think Mark Davis wants to do that. So you hire AP, and you see if you can run it back. The biggest thing is that AP can't be judged until he gets quarterback, and Aiden O'Connell ain't him. So what are you going to do with the quarterback position? So you, you got to start looking at the Justin Fields of the world. I don't think where the mm-hmm. Raiders are picking they'll be able to get a quarterback. So they're going to have to find a way. Like, if, if somebody's going to let – if Dak decides if, – if the Cowboys decide they're moving on from Dak – And I'm the Raiders, I'd back up the Brinks truck just to get somebody in there that can give me a fighting chance in a division that's now probably going to have Harbaugh and Herbert in addition to the rest of the great combos they have.
2: No question. Fitz, you're the best, man. Appreciate the time every week. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, boys. Thank you. Yep. Yep, he is. Jason Fitz joins us every single week here on the show uh yeah it'll be interesting to see uh exactly come get you come get you justin fields baby get used to the idea john come on and get him come get him i'm sure they'll be in the mix you know is my guess hey if you want to be in the mix in the sport of basketball you know where to go (laughs) let's shoot 360 rain sleet snow or shine (laughs) get better at the game of basketball and do it at shoot 360 you're gonna improve on your uh jump shot on your uh dribbling skills and, and, and if you have a son or daughter that's really getting serious about the game of basketball, they're going to love it because they're going to be able to notice a difference in their game, improvements, same technology that Steph and Clay and lots of NBA players use around the league, but it's here in the Memphis area, 85 Market Center Drive in Cairoville.
3: Yep, you're going to love shoot 360. When you walk in the place, you're going to fall in love. It's not just the shooting technology. You'll see they've got these huge interactive video boards that are equipped with passing and ball handling drills, a lot like playing a video game. For your kid, except they're improving their basketball skills, the ball handling, the passing, all of it's improving out at Shoe 360. You're going to love it because of all the membership options. They've got one for every budget. So you're not paying arm or leg. Your kid's having fun. They're getting better at basketball. That's the future of basketball training, but you need to get out there. The future's happening right now at Shoe 360. Go see them at 85 Market Center Drive in carnival.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with autopay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without autopay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees. Twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.